Welcome to Sparks of History, Professor Edward Berenson, author of The Accusation, Blood Libel in an American Town, joins us today. Professor Berenson, thank you very much um, for being with us today. It's a pleasure. Um, as we all know, just a few days ago, 300,000 people marched in Washington, D.C. in support of Israel and against the alarming rise of anti-Semitism in America. From your perspective, a professor sitting in New York City uh, at an American university, uh, what's your take regarding the current state of anti-Semitism in the USA? What can we learn from the, if anything, from the Messina, New York blood libel of 1928? Why particularly demonstrations um, which seem to be very heated on college campuses? What can be done? What needs to be done? Boy, these are these are these are complicated questions. Yes. And there is clearly a rise of an increase in anti-Semitic incidents on college campuses and elsewhere in, in the United States. Fortunately, at my university, NYU, New York University, it hasn't been too bad, but really close by at Columbia and even closer at Cooper Union, which is right around the corner from, from NYU at Cooper Union, there was a terrible incident where some Jewish students were really being threatened physically by a group of of pro-Palestinian students and the Jewish students were locked into a library so that they wouldn't have to face this really angry mob of, of, of students. And the police were not really protecting the Jewish students as well as they, as they should have. And the only protection was to keep them inside a, a building, whereas it certainly seemed like the the police officers should have allowed the 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 Jewish students to go about their 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 normal business their normal activity and instead they had to take refuge and there have been a few incidents like this around and it's alarming i want to add though that it seems like these incidents are somewhat isolated they get they get played up in the in the media and which is not to which is not to downplay how alarming they are. Any incident of, of anti-Jewish hatred is, is a terrible thing. But it, it doesn't seem like the, any majority or huge number of American campuses are, are seeing these, these, these kinds of things. And for reasons that I don't quite understand, they're more likely to happen at more elite universities than at, at state universities. And just sort of normal average places around the country. And so I guess that's somewhat reassuring. And you asked me if there is anything about the story I told in, in my book, The Accusation, which was about the only really known case of a blood libel against Jews in American history. If there's any, le are there any lessons to be learned from that? And and I guess if there are lessons, it's that anti-Semitism can and has surfaced in the United States. But in general, the, the, the outcome has been positive because 
in general, authorities are opposed to acts of, of hatred and violence against Jews. And so that the, the state and governments do in general, do nothing to, to fan the flames of that hatred and, and, and uh, on the whole, instead, try to oppose it. And so that's what, what for, makes for, for Jews in America still, even today, makes for a safer situation than we've seen historically, especially in Europe or nowadays in Middle Eastern country. And that is uh, authorities in general are hostile to this sort of anti-Semitism and usually do things to prevent it from spreading. I recall in the previous interview when we discussed um, the Messina, the accusation of blood libel, um, you had analyzed that there were a number of factors that went into that, whether it was Henry Ford, the KKK, right. uh, immigrants, um, and some other issues. Do you feel like there's a, a, a collection of reasons for the rise of anti-Semitism? Is it simply linked to Israel? Is it just, or is that just the, Israel just the excuse for, for the rise? I, I think social media is a huge problem. Social media is a huge problem. And so immediately you have the ability to transmit hatred and uh, falsehoods about uh, about Jews and about about Israel, and suddenly you can transmit these things to millions of people with um, the the tap of a keyboard. And so this is what makes things different from 19, the 1920s and more alarming. In the 1920s, you had Henry Ford's newspaper, which was just a, an awful rag of, of anti-Jewish hatred. But its circulation, it was, it was large. And many hundreds of thousands of people read this newspaper, but not like today, you know that Henry Ford newspaper came out once a week. It it had a circulation, but it was still limited. Whereas now you've got all these these places where where people can go or feeds that they just get automatically in their uh, on their phones that transmit all this stuff. And so I think what's going on in in Israel and in Gaza now is a trigger for a set of feelings and ideas that are are there in the in the culture and ready to be amplified in in social media i think a lot of and what we see is that there's a real divide generationally in this country whereas younger people are less likely than older people to be sympathetic to, to Israel, to understand the dangers that it faces. And uh, the younger people are less likely to know anything about the history that has created this situation. And so there's, there's just a lot of really false and damaging analogies that circulate among younger people. And one of the worst is that is that Israel is an illegitimate colonialist society. You know, younger people have learned that colonialism is bad. And, you know, there's a lot of really good evidence that colonialism has been a bad thing. But 
they don't understand that Israel does not fit into that in, into that pattern. And so you've got people who are in their late teens or their early 20s, as, and all they know is a recent history <clears throat> of violence in the West Bank. And there, there are plenty of reasons to dislike the Israeli policies in the, in the West Bank, but then they, they amplify that and they apply it to the whole, to the whole situation. And so in extreme cases, and there are all too many of them, that applying a, a kind of opposition to what's going on or what has been going on in the West Bank to the the entire situation of of Israel, and then using these ideas to apologize for the atrocities that Hamas has committed, and somehow this becomes in the minds of of certain people legitimate resistance, and that's the really really worrisome thing that happens is the the apology for for atrocity on grounds that somehow Israel is responsible for it and in in even extreme cases deserves it and so i i think this is a failure to some extent of the educational system in, in the united states which is not able to present a, a real history that, that 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 people could could be exposed to and I, I think that's one reason why there's such a generational difference that people who are in their 40s and 50s and 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 older have lived through this whole experience and understand in most cases the the dangers that Israel faces and the 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 really difficult problems it has to confront and younger people just they haven't lived they haven't lived through that history and they haven't learned it in school and so this lack of really correct understanding of of history leads then to a set of ideas in the present that 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 really can be terrible and and when taken further than than they should be can lead to uh, hatred of Jews and you know, Jews. I, if is, Israel is the oppressor and Jews support Israel, therefore American Jews are oppressors too. And that's how you get to attacks against Jewish students and, and, uh, and the kind of hateful discourse that you see in certain social media places. What, what should some of these university administrators, presidents, leaders, be doing that they might not be doing you know the, the, it's always a battle cry of free speech university right. is a place right. of exchange of ideas that's why they're there we're molding the students to think what you're saying really is they're really not thinking because they haven't received enough of an education to really balance two sides is, is this a failing on the university level as well in the, in their response today yeah, yeah, on a number of different levels. So it's a it's a failure of the educational system in general. And so in schools, in high schools, American students don't learn much history, and the history they 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 learn is awfully simple, and it could be one sided. And 
that extends to to universities. Universities do a better job, certainly, with with history than schools do. But the problem is that most students go through universities without learning any history at all. You know, when I in early in my career, I was started out at, at, at UCLA in California, and every undergraduate had to take some history. And that's no longer the case. And so we're, we're, we're raising a generation of students who are ignorant of history. Now, when it comes to university administrators, there's no, there's nobody more timid than university administrators. And so they're trying to be uncontroversial. And so that has led to a, a, a neutrality, which under these circumstances, has has caused caused problems, and so they're afraid to to take a stand <clears throat> against anti-Jewish hatred and anti-Jewish demonstrations, and they have now paid a price for that. So they've been critical, and so they're now beginning to do the kinds of things and take the kinds of actions that they should have done right from the beginning. And you have to see this in a context in which university administrations have in recent years taken stands on current issues. And so they pretty commonly took stands on, say, on, say, uh, matters of involving race and uh, on Black Lives Matter. And I think that was a mistake. I don't think that universities as institutions should be taking overt political stance on stances on contemporary issues. What they should be doing is facilitating education about those 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 the, those incidents and and activities. They they should be they should be facilitating civil debates, civilized debates, the exchange of ideas. They should allow for different perspectives in a context that keeps those the, those exchanges about ideas and that doesn't allow them to erupt into into violence or into in, into menacing situations and that's where university administrators have have failed they've 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 taken stances as institutions which is inappropriate that has then led nowadays to calls for the university take to take stances on what's going on in Israel and and and, and Gaza, and that's not what universities should be doing. They they shouldn't be intervening in the political realm. What they should be doing is facilitating intellectual discourse about current events and an intellectual discourse that brings in the the, the history that brings in the complexity. And that allows for different points of views to, to, to be aired in a, a context of, of civil exchange. Uh, in conclusion, you're, are you optimistic, pessimistic, somewhere in between as to where things are going, um, specifically regarding anti-Semitism and American Jewry? So I hadn't. I'm more pessimistic than I was before October 7th. And I'm afraid that attitudes among younger people have been hardened. 
in a way that is problematic and and maybe even dangerous. And so I I I, I worry <clears throat> that uh, as long as the war continues, the 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 danger for American Jews rises. You know, I I I think that still American Jews are in a relatively safe place in this country, but it's a place that's become less safe in 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 recent weeks, and that 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 does worry me, and it makes me more pessimistic than I was. Okay. Um, again, um, you know, we're just trying to get a little taste um, of of your, your perspective, which we appreciate very much, and. Um, Hopefully things will um, will get better. That's you know that that's our I, hope, and, hope and pray all across the I, board. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, the things in Israel, I I can't imagine. It's been a few years since I've been in Israel, but I I can't imagine how how difficult, how worrisome, how 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 dangerous the the situation is there. And so my my heart goes out to everything that that it, it, uh, it is it is it is frightening. Um, but on the other hand, it's a different country than it was 40 days ago. Yeah, yeah. There, is a, yeah. there is a unity. It's, it's just, it's, it's, there are the stories that are coming out in terms of sectors of society that are just coming together and building bridges and the realization that things afterwards just need to be different and, and can be, and can be different, but we just have to get through this most difficult period now so again yeah 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 well i i i mean that's that's the 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 silver lining in this yes. really terrible situation and that's actually something that i hope that americans can learn from that the the, the unity that we see in in israel because the divisiveness that exe- that existed before october 7th was was dangerous and yes. we we have that kind of divisiveness in in our country and i don't see any immediate solutions to it and that is that's really what's dangerous for the long term is when when a society is so divided against itself when you see your 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 fellows as enemies and not as people who who share values with you that's that's when things become dangerous and i i i i think it's heartening that israel has come together and i hope that we americans i i I don't want us to have to experience the horror that you experienced to, to have triggered that but i hope we can learn the dangers of of really extreme divisiveness and thank you so much professor berenson appreciate it very much it's a pleasure talking to you take care Okay. Um, 